Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 103. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here on Tuesday nights when I record this to share with you the Bible study that God's put on my heart. And we've been talking about the book of Job. I know this week, maybe some of you um, try to watch, listen to the Sunday night podcast, but I mean, uh, online service on the podcast and it didn't get uploaded. We had trouble with that part of the equipment, so we had to go on without it. I do plan to go back and record it sometime this week to upload it where you guys can still get it because it was a good part two to what to do when Satan attacks. But today we're going to be looking at starting with Job 27 and maybe depending how far we get in Job 28. We'll see. But we're going to start in Job 27. So what I want to do right now is for all of us to take time to pray and then We'll look back a little bit in 26, chapter 26, and recap. Now, dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a coal of Zevin's altar and anoint these slips of clay. Lord, we just ask you to open the words that I say. Let them be yours. We ask you, Lord, to open our minds and our lot and our ears so we can hear what you're trying to do, so we can apply it to our lives and use it for your glory. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. Now, Job 26 was Job basically replying to Bildad's interpretation, okay? And Bildad's interpretation was basically weak, and it didn't impress Job. Such words would not help Job. Okay, and build that used the word of God, parts of the word of God or stuff that they have in that day to basically, basically to make the Bible say what we he wanted to, to say. But you can't do that. And the reason you can't do that is because the Bible says don't add or subtract to the Word of God. And that's, we do that. You know, we don't want to take the message of the Bible and make it say what we want. But that's what a lot of false teachers and false prophets mm-hmm. are doing. Am I calling Bildad here a false prophet? No. Am I calling him a false, false teacher? No. I'm call, just calling him the kettle black because... The, you know, like we would call it the pot kettle black. Reason I'm calling that him out on this is because you know a lot of people try to make the word of God say what it needs to say to make their point, and you can't do that, and you shouldn't do that. Okay. Now, Job also said that God is powerful, and He is. 
you know, and then he talked about the different things that different places like hell and 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 different places that God has created. All right. But we're going to continue. Job is still in chapter 27, mm -hmm. continuing his speech here, his last speech, okay? And what we're going to do, go to the book of chapter 27 of Job, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. And then we'll get break down what, you know, the set of these set of verses is saying to us. All right, and it says, Job continued his speech. This is my promise. I promise God because he lives, and he's still my God. Although he has not been fair to me, he is not my provider. Although he has has caused me to suffer, my promises will last for my whole life. My promises will continue while God allows me to breathe. I shall always speak the truth. I promise not to lie. My friends, I could never agree with your speech. I must prove that I am innocent, and I must continue until I die. I have chosen to do the right thing, and I will continue to do the right things for my whole life, and my consciences will not be upset. So basically what here genuinely then I'll break it down Job is saying hey I'm still for God even though it don't seem like he's for me right now but let me tell you I'm still going to do the precepts that he's calling me to do that's basically in these six verses what it is saying now it's going to it says some other things that we're going to get into but that's basically what he's telling his friends here okay Verses 1 and 2, Job has suffered terrible troubles. And Job supposed that God caused these troubles because Job still trusted God. Now, we got to remember here at this point, Job doesn't know that the devil went up to God and had a visitation with God and tried to get God to let him do whatever he want to him. And God allowed it. And you know, we talked about this a lot in the podcast here. That podcast here that there's three things why God allows the devil maybe to attack us or things that come against us. First of all, the, in the Job's case, to prove to the devil that Job is not going to turn his back on God. Second of all. It might give us a chance to get our eyes back on him. And third, it gets us away from sinning against God. Okay? And I really believe this, saints. I really believe this. Verse 3. Job's friends insisted that Job was suffering because of evil deeds. Job argued that this was not true. Job was a genuine servant of God. Job loved God and Job refused to do evil deeds in spite what the devil threw at him. Even his wife told him to curse God and die. He stayed faithful. Even though his friends were basically telling him that you need to get away. You need to go and repent. You, this has only happened to you because the things are wrong. No. Okay. 
that's not true. We know it's not true because the book of the Bible tells us in Job chapter 1 that the devil wanted to come you know, against him to prove God that he would turn on you if you allow me to do this. Well, we find out you know, in chapter 27 here that Job still hadn't turned on God. Even though we've been talking about this for 27 chapters. Okay. So Job's friends are wrong. Okay. But we have no excuse to feel the way Job feels. Because we know if we read the word of God. Kind of like I was sharing um, Sunday. Which like I said we're going to be airing that. We're going to record that message to the podcast within the next couple of days I hope but we need to read the word of God to let it teach us and if we read the word of God and we get to the book of Job we know that God allows these things one sometimes Job just like Job sometimes God is trying to prove the devil wrong in something and the other two he's trying to get us on the straight path okay verse 4 deals with chapter 27 and 27 through 31 chapter 27 through 31 which we're not all the way there yet chapter 27 to 31 are all like the words of a man in a court in chapter 27 Job promises to speak the truth in chapter 29 he describes his good behavior before the troubles begin in chapter 31, he explains that he refuses to do evil deeds. In Job 23, 1-7, Job explains that he wanted God to be his judge. So in chapter 27, verse 31, 27 through 31, Job was speaking as if God was already his judge. And Job was speaking as if he was already in God's court. So in other words... He's basically saying, I want to get over this. I want God to judge me. I want God to take care of me. He's basically saying, like he said in Job chapter uh, 23, verses 1 through 7, he wanted God to, ju to be his judge, to judge me if I'm wrong or right. Okay? And then from, from, verses, from 27 to 31, we're going to be unfolding a scenario here that is like he's in court and he wants God, was already his judge, and God was taking care of things. And this is the truth. In a way, our lives, when the devil comes against us, he's being the prosecutor and he's trying to get God to rule against us. But we have an advocate through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins and mine who says, well, you know what, Father? You can't do nothing to these people because they're saved by grace. They got my blood over them. They died and asked me into their hearts. Okay? Now, verses 5 and 6. Job was sure that he was innocent. He said that he would continue to argue this for the rest of his life. Later, we see that Job's attitude was wrong. Job should have insisted that God was right, but instead Job argued that he himself was right. Now, 
we're getting to a sticky situation that's going to come up later that God's going to get him, okay? Where one thing that Job did, did wrong through this. Now, he insisted that Job was right and said insisting that God was right, okay? In other words, God needs to be in charge of our lives. Now, that will be explained a little bit later. I just wanted to point it out so when we come to it, it can be a point of reference when I bring it back to share with you, okay? Now we're going to look at verses 17 through 23. We're going to read that, and then we'll deal with more of the same. Verse 7 of Job chapter 27. I wish that all my enemies suffer like wicked men. When an evil man dies, he has no hope. God does not listen to that man's cry when such a man's suffering. That man does not receive any pleasure from God. That man does not pray constantly. I will teach you about God's power. I will explain to you how God acts. But you yourself have seen these things. So stop your foolish speech. God has described the faith of the wicked men. He received, he will give thee an evil man, the punish that the man deserves. The evil man has, may have many children, but they will die in the war of they will starve, or they will die because of illness. When they die, even their willows will not be sad. A wicked man may have piles of silver like dust, and he may have piles of clothing too, but he will not enjoy his own possessions. Good people would wear that man's clothes. Innocent people will share his silver. A, man, a wicked man's life is like a house that, a build, that he built but the building is weak. It is like an insect's home. That the insect makes from silk. Or the house is like a temporary shelter that a workman makes. Mm -hmm. The wicked man will lose everything in a single night. When he lies down, he is wealthy. When he wakes, he is own nothing. His trouble are all sudden as a flood. During the night, there is a terrible storm. A powerful east wind blows. The wind forces that man to leave the home. But his troubles continue. The wind does not stop the man running to escape from the power of the wind. The wind is like an enemy who claps to fighten. The men away, and his enemies call so that the man must leave his home. Alright, and the topic of these verses is called the faith of a wicked, the fate of a wicked man. And as Job is still talking here. Now we're going to look at verses 7 through 9. It says in Job 21, Job argued that God does not seem to punish wicked people. In Job 24, 1, Job thought that it was waiting in vain for God to act and judge but in chapter 27 God was speaking as if it were already in God's court God Job knew that God is a fair 
judge. So Job knew that God's going to punish the wicked. You know, we, he went through through emotional stages here. First, he said that he argued that God does not seem to punish the wicked because he's seen how he's being punished and he does right. He's seeing that how he didn't think it was fair that they wasn't being punished. Then we see in um, Job 24, Job thought that he was waiting in vain for God to act as his judge. He says he should judge me and be done with it. But now he's saying in Job 7, he's starting to get back to some of his his faculties in himself that he knows that God is going to punish the wicked in due time. Okay. So let's go to verse 10. Verse 10, Job really loved God unlike wicked people. Job receives pressure from God. Job 23, verse 12, unlike the wicked people, Job prays often. Job 1, 5. So in other words, Job kept to his faith and he loves God. He takes pressure in God even though things are going wrong and he's still praying to God. Verses 11 to 12. In verse 12, Job reconcided that his friends had already said such things, but their speech were foolish because they were trying to accuse Job. For example, when Zopar spoke about the wicked people in chapter 20, he was really thinking about Job. So in other words, Job is starting to realize that some of what they said is true. But the way they were saying it to him was wrong because he didn't feel he did anything wrong. And he didn't because we know Job was being attacked by the devil. Okay. Verse 13. These words are like so far as words in Job. Verse chapter 20, verse 29, and Job ideal in verses 14 to 22 are also similar to Zophar's ideal in verse in chapter 20. Job urges with his friends, but the friends were right about many things. For example, God would punish the wicked people, and everyone should confess their evil sins to God. The friends were also wrong about many things. For example, they supposed that Job was suffering because his evil deeds, which we kind of just, those two verses was dealing with the same thing. So let's go to verses 14 and 15. Perhaps Job thought that these children would be as evil in their fathers. Or perhaps Job thought that the children would suffer because of their father's evil deeds. The Bible teaches that God would punish each person for their person's own evil deeds. If a child of an evil person serves God, then God would not punish that child. See Ezekiel chapter 18. So basically, Job was saying, if a the Bible teaches that God would punish each person for that evil own evil deeds. But if a child of an evil person serves God, then God would not punish. But if that person is not right, God would punish. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Now at this point, it really don't say that Jesus died on the cross at this point. Because Job is doing sacrifices. But it kind of looks like it's kind of been implied. 
okay, uh, that he might have had the kind of a paretic um, vision here, but he don't say that vision, but a, a paretic word, okay, prophetic word, okay. Verses 16 and 17 dealt when the wicked man dies, other people will receive his possessions. It is as if God is storing these possessions to give to other people. So basically, these people, they're sending, they're making money, they're cheating people and everything. And in the end, someone else is going to get it. Why? Why do it? Okay. I remember watching a Scrooge uh, show, one of the many Scrooge shows out there about Scrooge. And this one was happened to be a musical, and I can't remember who's in it, but my wife likes to watch this every Christmas. And and they were saying thank you very much, but they went to his office and started taking everything that was his. They were pawning, they were selling his clothes to people and trying to get money that they were trying to get money back that he took from them, which he had a right to, but he should have been more compassionate about. And basically basically Job was talking about that okay something like that in the end their possessions are just going to be taken in other words the wicked verse 18 in other words the wicked man might seem powerful in his life is weak he can die in the moment Matthew seven twenty six to twenty seven, and Luke twelve sixteen to twenty, confirms that. Let's go to verses nineteen and twenty three. Job three, verses sixteen to nineteen. Job thought that death is like sleep, but in Job twenty six five, Job had a different idea. He described how people trembled painfully in hell. So people in verses. Perhaps in verses 19, 20, verse 23, Job was also describing hell. When the wicked man wakes in hell, God has taken away that man's wealth. The home in verses 21 is like that a man's body. See verse 18. But the man's spirit has left his body. The man's body might seem calm. Job 21, verses 32 and 33. But his spirit is afraid and unhappy. Or perhaps in verse 19, verse 23, Job was describing the wicked man's life after God's punishment. That man is an awful description. It sounds like hell. A wicked man needs to change his attitude immediately. He must confess his evil deeds to God, and the man must ask God to forgive his own him. Otherwise, that man will suffer a terrible punishment. So here we have basically that Job is admitting that what his friends were saying was right, but not for him, because he has not sinned against God. He lived the best life that he could for God. Okay, he doesn't believe, and it doesn't look when we're going through this that Job did sin, but a but in the midst of this, when he said, I, 
believe in myself instead of believing in God. He did kind of uh, do a little sin there. But that's okay. But basically, they were right, but they were trying to use the word. To, but they, on their... God's given me a different way of looking on their thing. They, what they believed, mm -hmm. they believed Job was wrong and then he had to sin. That's what their, um, but their attitude was to it. And with not having the whole Bible like we do and everything that was going on mm -hmm. and reading and not being with Job every day on his house and seeing how he acted. They're kind of being presumptive. But you know what? Sad out there, saints. There's a lot of Job's friends out there that act. There's a lot of Christians out there that act the same way. They see a person go through a hard time. And they assume it's because God's punishing them. Me and my wife just went through a hard time. Our bank account was hacked and a lot of our money was took it. And let me tell you something, saints. And that's not because we were being evil or wrong. Okay? It was just something that happened to us. And I thank God I didn't have friends like Joe coming up to me and saying, Oh, you did this, 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 and this. I actually had people um, thanking me I mean, encouraging me for staying with the faith to keep on preaching and keep on doing on, even though in the midst, some of the podcasts and stuff got put behind because we were in a new location. We had to figure out how times to do it and new location to do it in and, and stuff, but we're back and we did keep going on what we could keep going on. And let me tell you something, saints. And I will admit, I did can kind of get like Job a little bit. And I did get a little... You know, I did get a little... Why, God? Just like him. But I worked through that. And now we're back. Okay. So, I think what we're going to do here... We're going to... It's a good place to end... We've got a 26-minute podcast, and we tried to shoot for 30, and sometimes it's 40. But I think today we're going to stop here, and then next Tuesday we'll go back to Job chapter 28, which will be saying Job's poem about wisdom. And we got a roughly one, two... Seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 more chapters to go in this and maybe in the next few day next few weeks we'll we'll double up on them um but we'll see um hallelujah god is good and he's good all the time yes he is he's good and he's good all the time Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to end the podcast right here. And I just wanted to explain. Um, to sometime this week, be also looking for Sunday God's Online Ministry uh, preaching service that we've been concluding this podcast on. It will be taped tomorrow or the next day. I'm not too sure. It will be posted. And then when it gets posted to be there, it will be episode 104 for you. And then look for us next week for episode 105 on chapter 28. And maybe we'll do one or two chapters. I don't know, or three, depending on the time. And then don't forget tomorrow, if you do join us live, we will be getting back to our Bible study on the book of Proverbs. I believe it's chapter 5. And I got to make arrangements for that tonight. It is a live broadcast. And it will be preached, uh, I mean taught. And to keep us learning about the book of Proverbs. And then join us also Sunday for God's Internet Church online service at 7 o'clock and we're going to be preaching uh, I'm going to be preaching out of the book of Hebrews chapter number 3 at this point so if you want to do some reading ahead to read chapter 3 I'm not going to tell you exactly what chapter it's good for you to read the whole chapter but God's got a few things that he wants me to discuss out there and I was up thinking about that last night but I'm not going to give it away I will give the chapter of Hebrews chapter 3 so I encourage you to read so maybe God can put you in the frame of mind when we're going to do it um, at this point there's only two major there's five there's two major um, prayers that need to be prayed we're going to pray for my dad for an aneurysm on his heart the rest of them have been pretty well taken care of and we're going to be starting a new prayer list here and then for my mom's back because she's got to go to the doctor tomorrow they are both part of this podcast ministry and they're both part of God's Internet Church online church with us so we're going to pray so let's pray for him dear Heavenly Father I lift up to you my dad right now in the name of Jesus I ask you to touch this 
part of his body, Lord, that's making this aneurysm. I just ask you to continue to help him with this and don't let it grow and don't let it fall. And be with this heart decongestive failure that he has like me now too, Lord. We just ask you to work it all out. We ask you to be with this doctor as she goes for this consultation tomorrow, Lord, because, Lord, you know that my mom's back. There's bone on bone because the disc between one area and her back, the bone deter the disc deteriorated. So it's like bone on bone. So we're just asking that these shots and her consultation to what they decide to do be what you want, Lord. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. On that note, I'm looking forward to you joining me for God's Internet Church uh, Bible study on the book of Proverbs chapter number 5. Looking to be with you. And look for the next couple of days. And the podcast will get aired um, pre-taped while we're doing the Bible study too. So you could hear it on here too. We are going to do our services on the podcast too besides our Bible studies. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed night.